Hey, sports fans, Greg Medford from the Greg Medford Show here in Phoenix, Arizona. Little departure from our normal show today. So much of what you've heard me talk about over the last 12 years and, and what we focus on is really a, the battle of the Civil War, the, the power from elected bullies on far, on high, trying to exert their will on those of us who have our freedom and rights kind of inalienably given to us by the creator and this battle's been going on in this country since its inception because the state of mankind prior to 1776 was enslavement globally all people everybody had a king and if you weren't a king that was everybody else you were some kind of slave or serf this whole new american idea it's still an experiment and uh we're having a rough patch right now and the educated class in this country that yields to authority and doesn't stick up for itself and doesn't volunteer to go in the military often, the educated class that is basically bullying the rest of us right now, and they couldn't get laid in high school, and now they get elected in popularity contests, and they're abusing us. And it's not just the elected people, it's the bureaucrats who work their way into these positions. So you've, many of you have heard me rail on the FBI, which I find to be one of the most corrupt, top-to-bottom organizations in the United States that should be abolished, as should the ATF, as should the Department of Education. We, we have the same thing that goes on at the smaller level, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So my next guest has uh, had a restaurant a, a group of restaurants and been a restaurateur in Scottsdale. Um, you've heard me talk about Scottsdale, my hometown, for years now. Uh, and he's had a lot of run-ins with the authorities there. And there's a weird thing that goes on. You've got all your licenses, you follow all the rules, you pay all your taxes, you do everything that's supposed to be done. And then there can still be this will that the city is trying to push on you. And I think it's jackbooted thuggery. But we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, some of the trials and tribulations It's uh, we've just met, and uh, I think it's going to be an interesting story, so we're going to let it rip. Our guest is R.L. Miller, and uh, is it okay if I say you're the owner of the Brokers franchise and all of that? Sushi Brokers. Sushi Brokers. brokers. Yeah. Okay, cool. And brokers. All right. So, hey, welcome to the show, and here we are. Thanks for being here. That's my, that's my backpack. You like that? I got a couple of them. So... Give me a little idea. Where'd you grow up? Are you from here? Uh, I was born in Boise, Idaho. Uh, my stepfather, uh, my mom um, divorced early, and my stepfather was a construction uh, co- company, and they traveled off a lot. So we never, I never checked back into the same school in high school, yeah. or through all the way through high school. So, so I traveled a lot. And then I decided that I was going to find a place and never move. And I, oddly enough, chose Scottsdale. Uh, and back in 86, I, I mean, moved. did you do it on a map or had you been well, here at one point? Well, I, I had, honestly, I, I flew between Idaho and Texas where my parents were in different places and I'd always landed in Phoenix. And one time it was on the old Banana Hughes Airlines 
and they had oversold the flight and they'd ask anybody if they want to get off, they'd give them a couple hundred bucks in a hotel room. And I'm like, that's me. Cause I got no, I'm just going to my parents. And so I really got a chance. And a couple other people were with me that did it too. So we just hung out in Phoenix and got paid to hang out in Phoenix for the day. And I liked it. And then I came to Scottsdale just because it seemed like it was a little more rural, and I'm not really the big city guy if I can get away with it. Boy, it sure changed, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, well, well, and I was part of that. When did you get here? I got here in the 86, I believe. Yeah. I'm not a real good on time. In the, in the 70s, you know, uh, Scottsdale was this wonderful cow town. It was sure. a great place to carry a sidearm and kind of ride your horse down to the grocery store if you wanted to. And it was uh, it was a really fun place to There'd grow up. There'd be a citation in that if you did that today. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's changed. Yeah, it's definitely uh, as soon as the uh, European cars showed up, which I'm guilty of driving. As soon as those showed up, um, the vote the voting changed and the Stepford wives took over, and I don't like you know I don't like the direction. So I, I moved just north of town up to Carefree. Yeah, yeah. And I'm at I'm at Pima and Dynamite uh, uh, right now. Is that right. where you live? trying to get away from it well so i i i have a house in kirland but i just put it up for sale because i'm just done with the city but up at pima and dynamite there was a, a church that was really more of a just a conversion of a kind of a cool property it was five acres it's a huge barns and they were doing three four hundred people that has all the entertainment aspects it's got this you bought that yeah and, oh, okay. and so i kind of just converted it to a home uh, for now, but I are you gonna have a party there? Have you, I, any, have you have any big parties? I've had some pretty good sized parties. Well, I had George Benton there with me. I mean, we're we're damn near neighbors. I live right up by yeah. there. Well, a lot of cool cats are up there. I don't know if you know, um, you know, the Mastro Group. Mike's up there. They got Tom Chambers lives right there. Paul Tracy, the race car guys. There's a lot of really nice uh, customers to my store that are up there. And um, I I bought the church and I kind of just tongue in cheek moved out of a fancy house and moved into a converted church house. But um, I'm converting it to an old greasewood flats. I'm tired of all the things getting taken away. And the reason why we took them away was because of the growth and the development. The houses were worth more than the people's businesses and land yeah. and stuff. So Yeah, when greasewood went away. I bought a bunch of memorabilia from those. Did Pinnacle, you? Pinnacle Peak, uh, greasewood, all yeah. that. So I'm ready for it. Uh, you know, to, to, to I'm, I've got a piece that I could convert, but the city of Scottsdale is just so... Um, draconian well yes i i would say that is what i think the irritating thing is when someone's four miles away and they're complaining about what you're doing on your property and they're giving them the time of day yeah you know it's just an obstructionist uh, group now they don't look at you as a free man with a piece of property that you deserve from by state law the highest and best use of your property that's just not that's just no more no more if it if it doesn't meet what they want with you, then it's just not for you. So give me an idea. It sounds like you've had... Um, so uh, Scottsdale's got really everybody, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of a long strip of land, a long, narrow strip that runs between, kind of up against uh, Indian Reservation and Phoenix. Phoenix kind and of McDowell's. And, kind yeah. of merges into Phoenix Paradise Valley and then uh, up against some down mountain range. Goes up north and then turns Tempe into Carefree. Carefree yeah. yeah, so Tempe at one end, Carefree to the other. It's a long strip, and it's one of the most well-keeled uh, couple of zip codes in the United States. I mean, it's a very, very affluent area, which, you know, it's funny. Affluence, as soon as affluence comes, they all start turning into liberals. So it's gotten uh, affluent and liberal as uh, time has gone by, which is just bananas. Because I'm like, well, how do you think you can afford that Lamborghini you're driving there? 
I mean, you know, they suck heavily on the teat of capitalism, and then they go all Marxist once they get their second Lamborghini. I don't get it. Yeah, it's just it's it, bananas. I don't think they let you be successful anymore if you're not willing to be a woke. I mean, if you think about it, all the main industries in the country right now are owned by Zuckerberg and, you know, they're, they're yeah. the Amazon, Twitter, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Apple, and they're all contributors to a globalist mindset they certainly don't see us as make america great again, no not at all people no I, I i don't they they i believe they want to reimagine america they think that they're going to disrupt america into some new version of itself well, they've done a hell of a good it's job so awful. far so uh give me the idea give me an idea what's happened it sounds like you've had some run-in with the, you know when i googled you i see some run-ins with scottsdale police yeah. tell me what's going on yeah so um uh what 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 happened with me was is i was ignorant uh to be honest that i didn't realize that there were these kinds of people i didn't i'm i'm honestly from small towns never got into it that much well i built all of the danny's car washes you know barcelona's i was the broker developer i was involved in a lot of real estate in this in this valley in commercial i owned a company called restaurant and retail properties i was a partnership with the van arsdale brothers i did a lot of stuff in this valley around restaurants and stuff and so anyway, I went up there and I had a city council hearing and I was applying on Pima and Dynamite for a gas station and a broker's, my restaurant, uh, outdoor kind of a grease-witty thing, and a hardware store, which is what something I don't know why I've always wanted to have, I guess because they can sell guns, uh, but I, I, I wanted a hardware store. and so I like hardware stores. Yeah, too, dude, man. it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I could spend a day in Home it's Depot. Like a man, it's a professional it's, man cave. Yeah, it's bad. It's yeah, bad. But, yeah. so, but, but I'm a real tinker. I can... I can almost do anything, so I'm into that kind of stuff. Hey, hey uh, Bobby, would you mind bringing me my my thermos in here, please? Thank you. So, um, in 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 uh, Scottsdale, uh, I went before the city council, and the city council member Kathy Littlefield, which I feel is kind of part of this morass, she um, she uh, asked me uh, why would you bring uh, this application before the city council for approval when the staff is recommending denial. And I just happened to have the willingness to say the truth. And I said, well, let's just be frank about it, that they've done everything they can to destroy it. And that if they were to approve it, it wouldn't be successful. And so they're not someone I look up to or want their support. So I'm coming here because I know what I'm doing. I built a lot of these and I'm qualified and I want to do something special for myself. I've done a hundred average things. I want to do something nice. I want to do it. I went to the Barnwood Builders and did a two, three TV shows with them, bringing back all these 1,800 barns and stuff to Scottsdale to rebuild and give it some real character and real. So I went after it. I hired Vernon Swabach, probably one of the most well-known Frank Lloyd Wright architects in the country, uh, very successful. Did one did did David Copperfield's home in Vegas. You know, he's done some really cool stuff, and I hired those guys because he's desert friendly and. And the, the city recommended denial, and I said that they should be fired, and, and they shouldn't be reverenced or, or revered like you are. They're, they're ignorant, and they're in special interest people's pockets. And so I called it out in that meeting. There were hundreds of people I brought to the meeting, and the city council gave me my approval that night. Against all odds, it, it was been my third time I failed. That, w that would have been my fourth time. I already failed three times prior. They only let you apply every other year. Uh, so, so I had to wait for six years. So I, I bought it in 04, and I'd have been happy to develop it in 04, just so you know. It still sits vacant because now they want me to pay 
four and a half million in offsite improvements. That's not a real number. I just made it up, but a lot of money to fix their streets that are uh, way under done while they went and bought 13,000 acres across the street from me and gave it to GoDaddy for his backyard. And so there's just a bunch of... What are you talking about? Oh, for, uh, they sold it to Bob Parsons? No, they, they built 13,000 acre park in his backyard. I don't know if that was a coincidence or not, but they certainly took all the roads to his new place. They put in all the infrastructure for him. But for me, they want me to, to improve both Pima and Dynamite on both sides of me out of 10 acres because of their special interest, because of their needs out of 10 acres, I'm less than three of it I can actually use. And they want me to make the improvements as if though I'm a, a brand new Kmart or a, a Fry shopping center. And, and they do it on purpose because they know I can't afford to build that way. And so they hold me off. So now I have to wait till the city comes up to standards or up to speed on their intersection before I can even build. Is that, isn't uh, the Pima Dynamite intersection that kind of horseshit intersection where it, it's off center? 18 lanes to weird. two when you get off and carry your car after you go past uh, and when you, Dynamite. Yeah, when you, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. It's like a horse trail from there on yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You've got three lanes dying into two. And they want me to build so so on the east. So they, they want you to pay for finishing the road, which millions that, of dollars. That stuff's all expending up north. I mean, it that, seems like they need to do it anyway. They need to do two things. They need to provide security and they need to provide quality streets and roads. Everything else is a joke. If you're putting in the roads, why should you have to pay tax? <laughs> well, if you saw the taxes that they are charging me to build uh, that corner there, you would you would. It's unbelievable what's happened and, you know right now you can't do anything unless you're uh over over bonded over certified and over insured uh, i can't self-perform anything i, I run tra i own bulldozers backhoes tractors i just don't have a contractor's license but i know how to scrape this and redo that i can't do nothing i have to hire I have to be part of the system they're forcing me to not be able to afford to build in their city because they don't want it it's not because it wouldn't do well or it wouldn't pay a lot of taxes. None of that. It's just there. I don't I feel like, honestly, I feel like that in order to work at the city, you have to be part of a tribe. And I'm not part of their tribe. And so whatever any of the tribal members say, all the others have to follow. And you don't mean Indian. You mean, I, I mean just you, tribal. You mean, you mean the uh, clique. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just, just they're, 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 they have a leader and none of them can be individuals. They all have to follow that leader. And so I just feel like that Scott still got misled. If you remember the gentleman that had all the candy canes and the signs and said, yeah. what do you do when the police are the problem and the city's corrupt? They were doing the same thing to him they were doing to me. Well, there's only two of us. So the whole city doesn't care. Two guys are getting pounded out for trying to develop on Pima. They don't rather, they don't care about Scottsdale Road. It half belongs to Phoenix anyway. It's a big, it's their namesake road and it's the biggest joke road I've ever been on. You can be 20 cars uh, per light and sit there for three of them uh, or, or before you can turn there's potholes dirt going across you talking about Pima uh, no I'm talking about Scottsdale okay. Road the okay. namesake of this city right right but because they can't coordinate with Phoenix uh, uh, as adults they can't go to Phoenix as it's it would be a partnership or a shared project so it just sits there Scottsdale Road's a disaster in terms of a quality transportation corridor and it's carrying all, you all the way up to, yeah. to care for you know and Pima is a really decent road they've done a really good job of designing it and everything else but it's really kind of stupid you drive down Pima and all you see is dead desert and there's no they, if they won't let you manipulate it it's called NAOS non 
uh, you know, whatever. You can't touch it. You can't add water. You can't trim it. And it's ugly. It's terrible. Because we did all this new fiber optics around our state in the last couple of, I don't know if you've been paying attention, they're doing fiber optics everywhere. Well, you don't think that's to help you out. It's to be able to know exactly where you are and what you're doing everywhere. Our government is now putting in the most infrastructure intense fiber optics all the way up every freeway, every road. So they finally cleaned out the roads up there so that those fiber optic guys could come in and run all through there with all the debris and trash. They had to clean it out first. And it looks nice on Scottsdale Road for once because they basically are putting in a uh, major network to be able to spy on Americans or on, on, on us. I, there's no reason to have fiber optics all of a sudden through the whole state like they just did. I don't understand it. Uh, and you're talking about Scottsdale Road, not Pima. Both. Both, okay. But, but Pima Road's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but, and Pima and Dynamite is my intersection that I have. The, there's three corners there that are covered by the power lines. That's why I chose that one. So first of all, there's not going to be a gas station across the street from you when you own a gas station. Right. That's got to be the worst feeling ever. You build a business and it's yeah, and doing pretty good. And then, then quit trip or pilot or somebody builds next door to you. Yeah. And so I, I chose it because of the intensity of the power lines wouldn't affect the use, wouldn't bother if the, the application, if you will. And I wouldn't have competitors on the other three sides. And, um, you know, it, it got approved. It's, it's approved. I can build it. Uh, they're just Scottsdale's forcing me to, to sell is what they're really doing. They don't want me to operate. Right now, they've closed my sushi restaurant. They took my, they didn't close it. They took my liquor license away from me over COVID issues. I'm the only person in the state of Arizona to be incarcerated over COVID violations in my restaurant. And I don't do anything in the stores. I don't serve. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm an owner. In fact, I'm, I haven't even been in the store in the last month and a half, it probably four times. Okay, wait a minute. Let's back up. So you you had some running with Scottsdale Police over at your at your sushi location. Well, the planning department. So if you went into the city of Scottsdale, Terry Gleason, in the planning department, her her office was right next to John Miller in the police department. He happened to be in the liquor division, so they got to talking after I distrashed the planning department and said to fire all the heads, which by the way is being done right now. At, Randy Grant's gone, thank God. But but if you look at it, the the, the planning department came after me, and they they sicked the Scottsdale PD on me, John Miller, in the liquor department. So then I started having. They even called them anniversaries. They I caught them on uh, on video and audio where they were doing fake stops on me and pretending like they were pulling people over when it was actually cops that they were pulling over their buddies and themselves. They were there, and they caught him on audio, on an audio, saying, why did I pull you over, sir? And it was a cop. It was actually, I believe, Allard down at the liquor department. So he was in the Scotts, or the Arizona liquor department. He goes, yeah, yeah we're here. I, I think you pulled me over because we're here to incite the owner, is what he said on tape. I have the tape. That was what their goal was to do, was to go in and upset the owner of the business and see if they could pull it off. They've done... I'm going to say a hundred stops in front of my store where they light us up, pulled over every single person that's ever worked for me. They've trashed my store. They've trashed me. And I, it's not, never was there a crime being committed. Never did we ever call the police ever in 20 years to come to our store. We, one girl called once in 20 years and it was over two women arguing over COVID masks and we just didn't want no part of it. And I wasn't there when it happened, but we never called for help. We've never done anything, but some reason the police show up eight and ten at a time, 
with the intention of inciting me or upsetting me. And then when they do, because I'm an easy, I don't help myself sometimes, and I know, but I, I don't like bullies, and I'll, I'm willing to get my ass kicked, which I can show you multiple beatings that the police department have given me, multiple, multiple times, six or eight times where I've been beaten, and they'll admit to it. And then the crimes that they committed, that I committed, were ones that they were the victims of. There's been no victims except for Scottsdale PD over, I'm going to say, 25 charges now. They were the victims, and no one called them. It's just almost impossible to beat. And then they, then they trash you. So anywhere where the prosecutor or the police themselves or get in front of me, so if they can get to you before I did, you won't even give me the day. You won't even listen to me. I don't know how. They're obviously good, and they're obviously creditable, but what? there's never been a charge against me that was actually anything to do with liquor on anything with this and and there and they're, yet they took took my liquor license away i'm only because of appeals or i'm in appeals do i even get to stay operating right now what was their don't do they cite some reason for yeah i was i violated the the governor's order and guess what happened there were they gave me five charges in in a, a period i didn't even they I didn't even know I was getting these charges. I found out about them because of, my, because of the court stuff. They so, just drove by and gave me charges and never even stopped, never had me sign nothing. So you stayed op operating during the lockdown period? Absolutely, but we yeah. didn't serve the public. So what happened was they got a Yelp, uh, I think it was a Yelp uh, or a Facebook posting that showed four people eating inside of my store when we weren't supposed to. And so the cops came out two days after that and they had actually sent an officer by to see if we were doing something wrong. And he wrote in his report, I didn't see anything actionable. And then uh, two days after that, they sent all the same thugs that have beaten me multiple times, stabbed me, done, admitted to rip my skin off my fingers, punched holes in my ears. Always my knees, my elbows, and my shoulders are bleeding. I got photos of all this. Nobody cares. And so um, they basically uh, came into my store and arrested me for serving those four people two days ago when I didn't serve them. I don't serve. Well, they ended up, they didn't show me the pictures. I wasn't nice when they came because I'm done with them. I can't, there's no being, I feel like I'm a mirror. If you're going to be one way to me, I'm going to be that way to you. And these guys just don't like how I am to them. I'm best friends to this day with the guys across the street, the Phoenix police officers. In fact, I play poker probably twice a month with them. We're, we're really good friends. We, there was no animosity. They were, they took care of me. We had, oh, we had a lot more. I had a number six. I was number one in the world for single barrel Jack Daniels in the world. Bellagio was number two and had no problems with Phoenix, but I'm over here and I had four people eating in my store. It ends up that I found the picture finally. And it was four of my employees having a shift meal after their shift. And I don't believe that was a crime. So, but they had already taken my license for it. And then they had to start dropping all the charges. So then I fired three people on, a, on July 4th. One of my managers was uh, being inappropriate with the girls. And it's a big challenge sometimes in our stores. And so it's a big deal for me because I've had so many problems with it over 20 years that um, uh, I fired him and the two girls that were brand new. They'd only been with us one of them one couple of weeks and the other one for a month or two. They were getting all the good shifts. And my manager, when they were playing this game together, and they tried to protect him. And I said, you know, you guys are the problem. You can go with them. Well, they refused to leave. And I said, you're fired. And I made it. It was July 4th. I had a bunch of people. And I, it just got, it was about a five or 10 minute me yelling them, get the fuck out, basically. And that's why they're now able to take my license. 
away because all the other crimes fell apart. They took, they gave me five charges and they took my license. Well, now I'm down to two and they called that harassment when I fired them and they called me disorderly when I fired them. Even though there's not one video, I have several witnesses that'll speak against it. So here's the deal is I went to court with Scottsdale and if the judge said, hey, you know, that's just a little too thin for me to be prosecuting a man's business for 20 years that pays 100000 a month in taxes through all the different taxes. That's a little deep for me. Well, then they would have had to admit they just took my license for no crimes. So I'm before a court. If they actually sided with me, they'd have to side against their own employer. And that's the problem that that's the whole problem with Scottsdale is the judges can't. They're, they're beholding to the city, not to the citizens. So when you elect a judge in Scottsdale, uh, in Phoenix, you go down and check the box, yes or no, all of us do. In, in, in Scottsdale, it's in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, when you elect a judge, you don't get nothing to say about it. The city themselves hire and fire the judges. So they're beholding to the city, not to the people or the citizens. So if you looked at the Goldwater Institute that published 12 pages about my specific case, I didn't call the guys. I didn't ask for their help. They just published it. It just happened because they kept finding my name. Well, if you look at the very end of that 26-pager that he did about Scottsdale and Tempe and Paradise Valley are basically their budgets are criminalizing their own citizenry. And so they make their money, millions and millions and millions of dollars going citing their, citing, citing their own citizens. Well, the police officers in Scottsdale, most of them don't live here and they don't like us. They come from Gilbert and Chandler and Tempe and Apache Junction and elsewhere and they don't like us. They think we're snobs. You know, they think we're un bunch no. of rich assholes. Yes, they thank you for. And so they don't treat us good. Uh, they don't respect us. They don't love us. I, I, I would like to put a policy in a place and say, you guys drop and give me 25 push-ups and 25 sit-ups. And if you can't do it, we're firing you. And the monies that you got now going to go to the guys that are here and they're going to move in and become our neighbors and friends because you can't have an outside group policing you with some sort of a hatred thing. I just dealt with how they treated Tom Chambers. I had to hear about all that. Scott tell, me, tell me about Tom Chambers. Well, he, he, he's popular and all that well they he, he ended up getting uh getting who uh, is he he's a oh, basketball player for for scottsdale or for uh, uh phoenix suns for okay. a, lot, a lot of years and and he he's very present he's a local pretty cool cat he loves my store and all that but he he got uh they they got him on a golf cart or something and and got him and they had an officer doing 120 plus miles an hour uh, to get to there because it was Tom Chambers and he caught them. And they're just a bunch of punks or a bunch of radical punks that don't have a, a, a an adult in the room. The the the, the Jim Thompson, the city uh, a manager, uh, can't handle these people. The mayors, uh, if you look back, they were harassing uh, dr uh, Drinkwater and his family. The police department runs Scottsdale because there's nobody in charge of them except for those judges. Well, if, if one of those six or eight, seven, five, or how many judges there are, they always recuse themselves from me. I had to get an outside person to come in because they don't want to address the police. And so it's just, a, it's so obvious what's so going on. So to rule in your favor would be ruling against the their police. Their own employer. Their own employer. Right. It's pretty, pretty, pretty conflict of interest to even be trying me, if you ask me. And I can't get out of their court systems. They don't care about, you can 
come in with a card and it's completely blue and they'll tell you it's green or black and you're full and sit down. And they, they find me for not giving them my name when they all had a copy of my ID in their pockets. They're just, they're, they're, they're unsatiable and making sure that I don't have a voice. And all I've been doing is standing up against them being bullies. I don't need it. I don't like it. They come in here and they, they trash my restaurant. They light it up and then they, then they, then they become the victim. What of do you mean me. they trash restaurant? They they pull people over, block the driveway, so I can't get anybody in or out. And you sit there for as much as sometimes an hour, and then and then uh, they cherry out the restaurant. So if you look inside, I got glassware hanging from the from the canopy from the liquor up top, and I got big mirrors and windows everywhere. It looks like you're in a fishbowl being lit up. Every, our, our, we figure we lose a, 700 to to $1,000 every time they do that because it's just a buzzkill. Everybody stops ordering. People start trying to get out of there. It ruins it. I just had a fundraiser there. Uh, the last two fundraisers I've had there, well, I, I don't do fundraisers because of parties. I do try to pick people that win. It's all really, and I'm, all, I'm not very good at it all. I'm not trying to brag, but, but I had a fundraiser for uh, Greg Stanton, which happens to be honestly a cool cat, just don't like none of his not nothing he does in politics i just like the guy and i helped him out he was a mayor of phoenix and i did a lot of real estate deals and he was always good to isn't he running for congress now he is a congressman yeah okay and so i had a fundraiser for him the other day and there was cops there and in my parking lot and then i had a fundraiser for um uh carrie lake uh the other day and there were cops there for almost over half of it and and it's just not fair i don't need the police to have my parking lot as their personal vendetta backdrop. And then when, when, if I say anything... What, what, are, what are they doing when they're there? They're, they're pulling themselves over or they're pulling people over, and then they go way overboard on what they do. Like the last time they pulled a girl over, they were arresting her for credit card fraud. Like, they, they don't do that. You guys don't go out and drive around in traffic and try to pull license plates and find someone that's got... A warrant for credit card fraud or something. I mean, they're, they they were they were there for almost an hour in my parking lot, blocking one of the driveways completely off. Is there any chance that it's just the flow of traffic and fun at one of the busiest intersections in town? Well, but so we've uh, I'll, so if you want to pull FOIA or what do they call it now, it's something not FOIA. They, there's a deal out there. It's um, where you can tell where they go and what they do and the patterns and all that. Yeah, I can show you where for six months they were scared they were going to get caught. And they didn't do it. And I can show you where for six months they didn't think anybody could do anything about it. And it was every other day or every two, two, three times a day sometimes. I've got hundreds of photographs where I'm impeded from being able to just run a course of business normal. And I know that that's a big intersection. But the cops tried to tell the judges, which the judges are on their side, that they don't have no, I don't have nothing to do with where they pull over. Well, I can tell you there's nobody in the world that has more to do. When, uh, if they just waited to hit the light switch for another... Ten seconds. Yeah, they would go past my drive. They know exactly. They don't go into the FedEx. They don't go into the uh, other side of our shopping center. They just go into uh, sushi brokers. Are they just fucking with you now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's the thing is, Karen Close was, their, was the main prosecutor I've had for the entire time. Uh, so that's like literally... I'm going to say 20 charges or better she gave me as a prosecutor. Well, she is listed in Scottsdale by Scottsdale themselves as a disgraced fired employee. But all her good work 
on me is solid and good to go. No one will take a relook at it. I had, I've never been to a real court. And when I do get to them, I've had it twice now, I've had a real court. And it was years ago uh, when I got to the liquor board. And the liquor board said this to Scottsdale, which happened to be very unfortunate for me, but one, two of the officers that were passed over in Scottsdale, I had a lawsuit against them, by the way, at the time, so I don't think I helped. But two of the officers that I had a lawsuit in Scottsdale, they were the top two officers besides the police chief himself. And uh, they got moved. They didn't get promoted and they moved on. Well, they went to the Arizona Liquor Department as the director and the deputy director. And they came after me for my license. They're the ones that signed off that I don't get to be in business anymore. Over now, what is I fired three employees? If you really got into that deep, what I did was right. It was honorable. They were doing things that were un acceptable but the government here went and flew these people back from chicago i fired this man he was in chicago three days later at another job it was premeditated he had to be fired they made more money by being on welfare than they did by working for me so they had to make an issue to be fired and the scottsdale police department was very happy to back it up do you know that, that what these three employees called the police uh the next day or that night when they got home and reported that I did that. And they thought that it was sexual harassment. It was what two of the girls said. And uh, they, the Phoenix officers came out because they were they lived in Phoenix. And they didn't know it was a different jurisdiction. Phoenix officers, and she t testified to this in court, that said that there was no crime. And that it, it just sounds like an asshole. Uh, and, and, and so the largest uh, uh, agency in this state for public uh, uh, protection said that it was a no crime thing. But Scottsdale took my license over it that's how aggressive this is and that's how so right now i pulled out sheets if you looked at i don't really need to bring out everybody's i mean it's kind of unfair to pick on them but some of these topless bars and you look at their rap sheets from drugs prostitution stabbings uh, assaults uh dangerous shootings yeah. yeah but but i'm talking about pages of them all i got that has stuck to me all i've got is i fired three people and they said uh, I, my, the way I did it was not acceptable for the government. Now that's an, that's in the national labor relations board. I tried that's to not... get the No, it's the EEOC thing. Yeah. I tried to get that to be the case. I told the judge, I said, let them take me to the EEOC. They, they can't, there wasn't a crime. Scottsdale had to find a way to give me two crimes because if they gave me one, you don't have a right to review a man's liquor license unless there's two incidents in a given year or more. So they had to come up with crimes on me. So for, for me to fire t uh, three employees that I can prove, anybody wanted to take them time out, I can prove their behavior was less than acceptable. When, when okay, go ahead. Well, it, so that, that's the grounds now that Scottsdale has landed on taking my business away from me. Do you get to, um, do you have a day in court coming or? So I never got one, so I, I my, my lawyers, I found out my lawyers were being hired by this. So right now, the state of Arizona, AG office, Bernovich is part of this. He knows what's going on. He's turning his back. He had a, he had a, he had a, he had a, one of his attorneys, one of his prosecutors that's been the only one at the liquor department ever for me over the, a lot of years. That guy was actually one of the directors at the liquor department while he was directing the liquor. He was running over here, prosecuting me and running over here and accusing me. It, you can't make this stuff up. The police department, the two officers that signed off on me losing my license were in a lawsuit I had against them. You don't think there's a little animus? You don't think there maybe there could be a second look at any of this? Nope. Because everybody that works in these places are tools. 
I saw it out on your front door. There's a tool place. There's a bunch of tools that work in these positions. They're afraid to stand up. They're, I can't even get the new director, liquor director, after the other ones got fired, to even talk to me, even look at me. Won't do it because they have gotten to them before I can, and I don't have a shot at none of it, nothing. I can't get a voice. So finally, I got to the superior court because of a stay. I was asking for a stay for the appeal, and he was a judge. I don't know his name. I don't remember, but whatever, but he's not having it. He didn't want any part of So he told the, the liquor department that you're prosecuting this man for what he's saying. His speech is free speech. He goes, show me the Show me the uh, relief that you're giving him for his First Amendment rights. And they said, there's none, sir. And he said, I can see that. I think you need to go back and rethink this. He, so that's a, so now I finally got a judge that isn't in bed with the liquor department and with the uh, Scottsdale PD, which in the past, right now there were three people from Scottsdale PD that were after me at the liquor department. And, and, and that's just how they are. They're mean. I just won the lottery for... Um, uh, I put in $4,000 at $250 times 16 times to try to get one of those 16 licenses that come out in a lottery because it's a whole lot cheaper, obviously, if you win. But there were thousands of applications. And I, I had one. I won one, and I barely got it. It was less than a day left that they tried to take it. Then I won another one, which I didn't know about until after they told me they took it from me. And I'd actually probably won another one, but they're lying. So I had three licenses that are worth a quarter of a million right now. And now I'm hanging on by my teeth with one of them. They're nasty, rotten people. Actually, I can only say two that I won, but they took one already and said, I didn't, I didn't call them and tell them or respond to them that I wanted. I thought, why would I have applied for it? And then what happened is there's these digit numbers that are, I'm going to say, eight to 10 digits long. There was the difference of one number on these two different ones, and they sent them, they looked the same. So I thought I was responding to the same thing. So it, honestly, it, it is my fault if you go straight to the technical of the technical, but you'd think a man would send you an extra email before he steals a quarter of a million dollar license from you and give it to the next guy because you didn't accept it. I didn't even know to accept it until I had gotten the, the email from him that said I had been taken away from me because I didn't accept it. It's just they're, they're nasty people, and they're doing it. They're doing it because they're doing the business and the bidding of their buddies and their fellow tribal men or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what to call it, but it's, it's, it's sad because basically Robert Anderson just got called in to be there. He was one of the liquor guys that I've known for 2,000 years. He won't even call me. He's just that, and he's now the new director assistant or whatever, won't even call me. Tracy Uffelman is the liquor director now. He's, he's with Breakthrough. I've got, I was number one in the world for Jack Daniel Single Barrel, which came through Breakthrough. At the time, it was you know another name, but they won't even talk to me. They've been told. They've been threatened. They're part of this group now. They can't think for themselves. They can't say, oh, no, I know RL. I've got some of the coolest cat friends in this country, the best of friends. They wouldn't be, George Benson wouldn't hang around me. if He's, he's an honorable, he's a God-fearing, loving, honorable man. He, he wouldn't waste his day with me. I'm in, I'm in every room in his private house. I'm a personal friend. We sit down and watch old cowboy movies all the time. That's what he likes to do, watch the old silly-ass cowboy movies. And we sit there and have a beer and hang out. And he, he wouldn't do that with me. The president of the Phoenix Urban League is one of my very best friends. Probably played 100 rounds of golf with him. He's 80-some years old and all. But he wouldn't associate his time with me if I was a mess. I've got... 
I serve three to 7,000 people on a month, given, depending on what's going on. They wouldn't do that if there was an owner in there throwing shit and telling everybody to go die. And that was harassment. And, and uh, 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 so, so they've given me now, I'm going to say 15 disorderly conducts because they thought that that's how you get the license. Well, what happened was I actually figured it out. It's not disorderly conduct was the statute. It was disorderly condition. They've never once accused me of being over me. Well, they accuse me, but they won't prove it because they know they can't. So they won't, they never, never once was there an alcohol issue. They just said I was disorderly. Well, now the law says this, that, that it ha, or the, what the law said was, it was, it was a uh, disorderly condition. Well, now the last, the last charge they gave me said I had a disorderly condition. Well, what, what is that? How did you get to that determination? Well, because that's what they needed. It wasn't because of what happened. So they literally fabricated this. And, and again, if, the, if, if Scott, I have a federal lawsuit against them right now in the, in the court. And it's about this. And if they lose this last two charges and say, hey, we really shouldn't have even prosecuted that, then they just took my license for a year and a half. I've been so ridiculously jerked off. I've had where I couldn't get beer. I've had where I couldn't get sake. I've had where I couldn't order. I've had all kinds of stress and issues over this. And it was for nothing. There was never a crime. Well, so now Scottsdale has to make a crime happen or they just basically took my license for no reason because it was two Scottsdale officers that are still on Scottsdale pension that signed off on this at the liquor department. So it's a pretty big mess of a bunch of cops trying to cover up their bad doings by trying to make me bad. If they make me bad, then by virtue, they're not so bad. Right. And that's what I'm dealing with. And it was all because I started with John Miller and the liquor department came after me. And then they even admitted to it being the anniversary. This is the anniversary of your arrest last year. On the same day, the same hour, they came and arrested me again. It's just too obvious. It's too blatant. But there are no adults in the room. You know, I don't even bother. Can you imagine going and giving them an IA filing for an internal affairs investigation? It'd be the same cops that did it. that would be doing, well, look, here's what he's thinking we did. You know, there's right. no one to go to. <clears throat> there's no, there's no adults. Right. Who's watching the watchers? No one. There, there's no, so Jim Thompson should be doing this, the, the city manager. But quite frankly, I just don't think he's got the qualifications to stay. So the, uh, what was the last, uh, the city manager that came in, he was a super class act. Big a big shot. He was the Phoenix City Manager for a long time. David Ricker came in, got into Scottsdale. He he resigned about I'd say eight months into the six months into the deal and said this is an absolute cesspool. I can't work here, and walked out of Scottsdale. And then they brought in somebody that, quite frankly, is a yes man. <clears throat> mm. And I don't really mean to be attacking him because he's actually kind of a cool dude. But it just, just, a, just a, so the Goldwater published 12 pages saying that what Scottsdale was doing was a little less than genuine. Not one phone call, not one anything from the city of Scottsdale. They don't want no part of them unless it makes them happy. They'll just turn their back on you. So they, if they can destroy my store right now, my sushi restaurant, then I can't afford the 30000 a month I pay to stay in business. With the, with the legal and with the fines and all the things that cost me, cost me more than that, to be honest. Uh, so they're trying to take away my bread that pays for me to stand my ground. That's how the government operates. If they don't like what I'm saying, then let's shut off what's funneling his ability to speak. And so I don't really have anything, you know, uh, like the Goldwater published, but they, they didn't say a word. They didn't care that they were just been basically land blasted for their practices and policies. There, there's no one in there that cares.
it's really kind of sad. It's and I and I and, and and the only thing that'll fix it is if the judges represent us and not the cesspool itself. Because Scottsdale, in my opinion, is turned into just like our FBI and all those people. They're all they're all working for the special interest groups. They're all the tools. They're all the easy. It's just too easy to buy them off or to get there. You don't even have to give them money. You can probably go down there and give them cookies. That's just a bonus for their day. They're really that shallow. I watched. I watched the oddly enough called Cops Coalition of Pinnacle Peak. They had to change their name when I sued them because I was suing them because of cops. I was suing the cops, and so they changed their name to Cog Coalition of Greater Scottsdale Cogs. You know, but this group is funded by heavy hitters like, I don't know, I don't want to say GoDaddy, but they're funded by rich people that don't want anybody up there. They don't, that's all the fun, that's all the narrative is. I don't, not in my backyard. Yeah. And these people, all of our city council races up there. And so Kathy Littlefield told me I can't use my property for what I want. She, she lost, by the way, she voted against me, but she put her sign right front and center on my property when she wanted to run for her what, what mattered to her so my property is so valuable to get her exposure to get reelected, but it's not worth anything to me because she doesn't want me to be able to have the benefits of building on it and that's the hypocrisy of these whole people they're they, they're literally obstructionists most of these city council people they don't go down there to better our city they go down there to better themselves and the best way to better yourself is get in the middle of one of these developers projects and then, then have him oh you know so i don't want to bring up a name but there's one of the city council members that lastly had a business and the business uh uh oddly enough closed the day that she became a uh I don't know what do they call them when they're at the end of their term and they can't get reelected. Lame duck. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. She, yeah. The minute that she had no influence going forward, I shouldn't have said she, but uh, the minute that business uh, didn't, wasn't able to, to, to benefit uh, from people going and using that business, not really wanting to use that business, but wanting to get the influence, that business closed within a few months. I mean, look at that. That says it all. The influence, these people are going in there, they're get, they're enriching themselves by getting in the way of a shopping center. W would you rather spend 50 grand to, to, to pay this special interest group to get out of your way or spend 200 grand on lawyers trying to get over them? You know, they've learned how to extort us. I always wondered, I said, am I extorting you or are you extorting me or am I bribing or am I getting bribed? I don't know how it works, but I paid off so many people in the, in the latter years, HOAs and all those people. When you when I did a Danny at Scottsdale Road and Goldust, the HOA across the street took 50 grand from me and turned their back. You know, it's just, it's I don't know. It's a terrible world, you know, as it is. You're watching everybody's compromised. I've got... All the people involved in my case really shouldn't. You shouldn't be, I shouldn't be being tried by a city that actually is kind of at fault and involved. You know, I shouldn't be being brought to the liquor department for EEOC issues and then having somehow them That's, just, it's no. unbelievable. Unbelie there's just, it's so a lawless on their behalf. And then I'm basically being accused of a tuna fish sandwich without enough salad dressing or whatever. And so, it, what's your what are your lawyers saying about this? Well, my lawyer Dennis Willencheck uh, uh, was was hired by the AG's office without disclosing this to me on major cases, major cases. So when I confronted him about that and said that you know I've been trying to stop the corruption in the AG's office because they've got a guy 
in that AG's office that has the whole entire way. Michael Rains is who he is. He's a corrupt man. He's a soulless man. He has attacked and chased me on behalf of these corrupt cops that are now fired by the governor, Douchey himself. Douche, I don't know how to spell that name, but they were fired by him because of their unethical behavior. They were fired by him. And then yet, but their work on me is still good. It's still ethical. And then Michael Raines runs with it, knowing that he's covering up for a bunch of dirty cops, knowing that what they were doing was the crime. And he attacks me, he attacks my business. He tried to get me to give him $50,000 and stay out of my business for, for, for three years. And he would let me, let me stay open. I mean, it's just absurd. What did I do? That was back when they thought they had me for COVID. And I said, no, well, then the state itself, the, I think it was the Supreme Court, said you can't prosecute an individual, you know. So, I don't know, it's really, a, it's, it, 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 this is more than just me. I have a lot of customers that come in and say, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm ordering extra because I know your fight. I know what you're doing. I know how hard it is. So nobody, how, how am I the only guy in the state of Arizona to go to jail over COVID? There's not even anybody else willing to stand up or whatever. And it was really because of what I told the cops and what I think of them for even being there for it. And even they got it wrong. They had to drop the cases. They would have never dropped them. It was the, it was the state Supreme Court that made them drop them. Otherwise, I'd have been guilty of that, too. So right now, it's pretty sad that you, you've been in business for 20 years. You got two girls that were there for less than four months. They said it was the worst place that ever worked in their lifetime. But then yet she brought her best friend to work there. I mean, they could easily contradict, cancel themselves, whatever, I don't know what you call it, impeach themselves. But it's just enough for the state, city of Scottsdale to take my liquor license away. So the state of Arizona says, Mr. Miller can just run without a liquor license. That, and and, and un honestly, I'm, I'm already down under, we're, our percentages of profit have gone to, to, to hell and back. Because uh, the fish costs twice as much. My, my, my gas bill, uh, my electric bills, everything in that store has tripled in the last two years. Yeah, crazy. And, and, and yet I'm supposed to sit there and still, still, still be able to figure out how to sell for the same prices. It's, it's just almost impossible. And then you got the governance here, you know, so they make more than I do, and they don't show up. You know, it's a pretty good gig, that, you know, and then, and they have no respect. They don't send anybody out to help you. They don't send anybody out to, to conciliatory or to try to figure something out. Nothing. They'd have just have zero attention span for the small businessman. And we write severely huge checks. If you look at, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm 40000 a month in sales taxes on a good month. Just sales taxes. And that's not payroll taxes. That's not rent taxes. That's not all the taxes I paid on everything we're doing. Right, right. It's a lot of money. And, and then they just literally, they, they're, they're, I, the, I haven't been very profitable, mostly because of the monies I have to spend for attorneys. Dennis Willinchek, like I was saying, tried to send me, he sent me in writing, uh, tried to paint me off, basically, which is a crime. And uh, um, and who, who is that again? Dennis Willinchek used to be a, a, a big shot lawyer, but he got bought, so the AG went and hired him. And, and while he's working for me, or at least never disclosed it. So now my attorney represents the state of Arizona. Well, I'm complaining about the attorney general, Bernovich, because um, he's turning his blind eye to all this stuff. He's allowing for it to happen. Everybody said, well, he don't know. Well, then maybe he shouldn't be in there. I'm, I'll just say this. I'm real glad he didn't get to be any further in my state for a, for a contestant or whatever. Just, just this, this man is not. He, he, here's what he did. 
He doesn't have a problem with the police department acting like this. That's the straight up. Brnovich is super cool by it. These cops get to act like bullies. That's what they are. And then they don't have anybody to tell them to stop. I've had the same officers beating me several times. I found a memo from Karen Close that said that I was a PD hater, and she sent it out to all the cops. You wonder why they beat on you. You know, I'm not a big fan of PD haters. I'll just tell you that straight up. I don't think our society would make it very far. You know, and I don't mind being the butt of this a little bit because I am pretty crude, and I don't have a lot of filter, and I certainly don't have patience for bullies and liars. And so I deserve this to some extent because I could have easily just cowered down like everybody else seemed to have. The whole state, nobody could seem to get thrown in jail. I was the only guy in that damn jail, the only person. They let everybody else out that had been raiding the malls and breaking into our shit and stealing our country blind. But this business owner needed to be in there all day long. As long as they could legally hold me is what the prosecutor said. Keep him as long as you legally can. And you heard him say that? He said, no, it, it was in a memo. <laughs> I mean, this stuff, you can't make this stuff up. And, and there's just, there knows no adults. You wouldn't let your, you wouldn't allow, see, you know, I feel like I'm a producer. I mean, I mean I, I've got, I've, I've opened a bunch of restaurants. I've, got, I've created a lot of jobs. I built a lot of stuff. I create value. I have a lot of pride in it. And they don't got no room for me because I won't sit down there and tell them how great they are and, that, you know, or, or I don't c c cower to this, this type of treatment. I've never, never been treated like this, to be honest, before where they get to just lie to you. And then you, 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 you almost look stupid. I mean, are, are you recording any of this? I've got tons of it, tons of it, tons. I got enough proof that anybody that had, that had intellectual honesty here would not allow for this to proceed. They would see that this is totally just a manufactured hate thing and it was stirred up by randy grant at the planning department because they're that's what they do that's how they did it you remember the other guy like i said with the signs that said what do you do when this the cops in the city are doing this well they were just picking on a couple of people so people can't smell it it wasn't like every other business yeah whatever happened to the guy with the candy canes and all that stuff? he died oh he did yeah with bane in his heart and with nastiness and 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 and, and then you see what scottsdale did to his road frontage they destroyed his ability to have a decent property there because they put in that little buffer there because that's who they are. They're haters. They don't, they don't have any belief in that that's your land. They don't have any honor to that that's your property. You know, they want everything to be in a row and look the same with all the same amount of 100% uh, natural uh, open space in front of it. And that's all they care about is trying to look like the desert. Well, I'll be honest. I've been here a long time. I think it's ugly. I'm sick of it, driving up that nasty, uh, dead desert everywhere. I don't want to roll with my puppies or hang out in it or take my girlfriend for a walk or nothing. There's nothing cool about the desert. I'm sorry. And there's hundreds of miles of it in every direction. <laughs> I know. So why don't you go, go, conserve out go there. hug that cactus and leave me the, out of this because it's getting old for me to watch. The, these are haters. These are, you know, I grew up in a single wide trailer house and I moved to this town. Uh, Phoenix with less than 5,000 bucks. The only reason I got 5,000, I sold my car uh, t when I got here. So I, w I came here with less than 10 grand for sure. And, uh, and, and, and I'm done. I make that a, a good day sometimes. So it, what are you going to do? Are you going to, uh, wh wh what's, what's the next step? Is it justice department? Is it going after them through a, well, I filed a lawsuit against the state city of Scottsdale and my lawyer compromised it all on purpose. My Dennis Willinchek. That's why he offered to buy me out. 
So I'm suing him with all of his uh, bigness. I'm going to trash him like he trashed me. He sent me letters and told me that I was a fool if I didn't accept the three years and the $50,000 fine. He's in their side. He was on their bed. Well, they needed me to, to settle because they don't got no case. So they were trying to force me to settle before I found out that I didn't have all those charges weren't a crime. So now I'm, I'm down to my last uh, uh, two crimes, if you will. And I got, I got found guilty of those by the city of Scottsdale because uh, I fired people that uh, uh, were, cr cr well, so first of all, I could have made a big case out of the guy I fired was we caught him stealing and, and not talking in a little way. And we had undercover people do it, not cops, but undercover people that we hire in our business, caught him stealing. This, the, the people that did it for me happened to be one of Mastro's top guys, and he's just a friend, and he, wasn't, he didn't work for me. He came in for some beers. I said, come check on this. I'm getting some problems. They came in and found him stealing, and so I demoted him from being a manager to just a bartender because I didn't need him to have that p privilege to be able to do that. Right. And then it, he was gone three days later, and I'm losing my license over it. If some people could add some dots and put them together – that do this when I when this happened to me the same thing happened before where they tried to take my liquor license for it. but I went to the board the liquor board and it happens to be uh, seven individuals that are selected by the governor and they're supposed to be part of the community there's part liquor people yeah. there's business people well there's only three sitting for me this last time and they wouldn't hear me they went ahead and sided with the findings already and told me I had no free speech because you have a liquor license you don't have the freedom of speech. Well, that's just that's how ignorant these judges are. But the 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 board them the three words that the lady used that was the chairwoman Cindy Valdez says it all to me. She said this is the most disgusting, disturbing, and concerning case I've seen. And if we could try Mr. Miller, he wouldn't be here. You guys, Mr. Officer. So in my hearing was two Scottsdale officers that just happened to now be the director and the deputy director. So their first course of the of, liquor board. Yeah, the first course of their business was sitting in my liquor hearing. And I'm, it just shows you how... how well, who, who said that? Who, who, who said that about... Uh, if if it was up to them, they would be in Cindy trouble. Valdez. And, and who is she? She's the she was the chairwoman of the liquor board about ten years ago or five, eight. That's the last time. Eight so years. she wasn't on the board that took your license. Not this time. Well, no, this board this time there are nobody but uh, th th three liberals. He's supposed to put in a Republican, a conservative, or you know whatever. Just had three. Uh, people, one of them's a Flagstaff business owner that probably has maybe a total of $100,000 of her net worth. She had no clue what was going on. And then their advisor happened to be the prosecutor that happened to be the assistant director to the liquor department. I'm like, this guy's running around all around me and just having me prosecuted without laws. And now, of course, he's quit and went into private practice. Nobody out there hire Michael Reigns. He's a bad man. And so the this all just have you happened. tried have you tried to hire him? I wouldn't hire him. I wouldn't I wouldn't be around that man. I don't lie. I don't cheat. Now still, and it's a suck. I've had to go through a lot of pain in my life to walk with some integrity. This man don't have none. He don't he don't care what he does to my family. He don't care if fifty of my employees. Some of them, I've got so many people that have been over there ten years. I got multiple people over there twenty years with me, and they're going to close us down. Because they didn't like the way I manage. It's none of your even business. You know that 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 lady that was a prosecutor that was that was written off as disgrace, Karen Close, she she literally put in a motion 
for the judge to allow her to have a receivership and to control my store. She was going to control me and my store for me. You talk about Marxists or well, I don't even know what to call that, to be honest. I can't keep up. Yeah, it's but where the, government, where the government thought that they could do a better job of running my business than me. It is, I'll tell you this right now. It is not easy running with 15, 20 super pretty girls, uh, five or 10 uh, men that are, you know, the best. You try to get the best looking. You try to present your product with healthy, happy, good looking, you know, uh, people. And then you try to manage those people. They can get a job anywhere, any day of the week. They're not losers. They're not stuck with me. They don't have no, it's like no bachelor, more. It's like Bachelor Island. Correct. And then, and then I got to go in there and figure out how to not upset them so much that they cry and go home and quit, <laughs> yeah. but also ask them to take their stupid nose rings out. We're not doing that, you know, and cover up your tattoos. We're not doing that. I try to run a PG restaurant. You know, we've never, we've always been that way. The girls are safe there. They don't get hit on. I mean, everybody talks, but nobody's hits on our girls. Nobody takes them home. Our staff, our customers, we don't, we just don't do that. And when you get a manager that starts that, it's, I've already been sued. I've already been sued over. And guess what I did? I actually stood there and fought it. And it cost me $80,000 to defend myself. And I won. I won seven out of eight in a jury. Because if you give me a jury, I won't lose. Because I'll just admit if I'm wrong, it's not that hard. I'll accept the punishment. I paid a million dollars to someone two days ago or three days ago because I didn't want to go to court because I don't believe in the courts anymore. I don't think there's any justice. And it's cheaper for me to just pay someone that I don't owe than it was to sit there and try to fight over a big asset that I have somewhere and then deal with uh, the legal process and how, how rude they are. And it takes 25 years to even get an adult in the room. And then the decisions are made on motions and things that you didn't even know about what was going on. It's, it's very difficult, the court system. I didn't understand it at all. Uh, I went yeah, to, definitely, dip, definitely no justice going on. No. And, and, and here's the thing is, is that I'd like a little bit more big boy pants. Like, let, the, let those people and me work it out. Let them sue me. Let them take me to EEOC. Let them do something besides just have the city jump in and say, oh, that's pretty bad. Let's take his license and kill him. <laughs> You know, especially after Phoenix t looked at it and said it's not a crime. It, it seems like it's not even legal. I don't even know how they're doing it. Well, so that's why the Goldwater got involved, because they're trying to make a precedence that Scottsdale is just a lawless little group of potentates, thankless Many thugs. potentates, yeah. 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 And then again, the problem is, is that the cesspool is the cops. They're the ones that aren't being managed. The police chiefs come in there. Well, So the last police chief, Rod Bell, was in there, and uh, I sued him. And his wife. He, he reminded me of that the other day. It was kind of funny. But Rod Bell was actually a good man. I just didn't trust anybody, to be honest, until it was too late. Today, I'd, I'd love Rod Bell, to be honest. But at the time, I told him what I thought of his the police department and his people and whatever else. Well, one day, we, we, I had a bunch of communications with him. I had a bunch of, uh, I had a lawsuit with him, everything else going. That's why, that's why, in, uh, the, so the, it's John Coca and Rosenberger were the two cops. They were the, they were the police chief assistant and the head investigator. Those are the ones that moved over to the liquor department and carried the vendetta over there. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I skipped where I was at. Tell me. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, you were talking about Bell, the guy you, you like? Oh, Rod Bell. Well, so Rod Bell, actually, I was at uh, the Pinnacle Peak patio auction. I spent 30 Two thousand dollars there. They didn't even have thirty-two thousand dollars worth of stuff. It was just memorabilia. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy a sign. I could repaint. I took a picture. I'll say I have some. But I wanted all the old rusty gold. We call it the traps, the 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 pans, the, the anything I could get. Well, Rod Bell was. I didn't know him, and he didn't know me. But I'm sitting there bidding. I bought. I outbid the 
uh, I bought the REO Speedwagon, and one of the REO Speedwagon guys was on the phone trying to buy the REO Speedwagon, and I outbid him on it. He kind of got messed up. He lost the connection, and I got the deal. But, but Rod Bell was sitting there, and he was bidding on this uh, barber shop thing. It was an old antique barber shop thing. And I looked at him, and I go, hey, you really want that? And he was rude. He said, I bid on it, didn't I? You know, and I'm like, I'm not going to bid on it. i let you have it. And he goes, well, I didn't say anything. And then, then he went down to get it with him and his wife, and they were leaving, and they couldn't carry it. It was too heavy. So my brother and I jumped up and grabbed it and carried it out to his car for him. Well, on is the, it the barber pole thing or a barber chair? It was a barber chair, okay. and it was uh, it was one of the. It wasn't even a barber chair. It was one of those. I didn't know they did them, but it was like on a stand, and it has like a. It has a, so what it was is it was a crank. Uh, so they had to hand crank okay. it, and then it was shears. All right. So so it was just an old nobody. It wouldn't be useful for much, but it was kind of cool. Kind of novelty. He, yeah. he Rod Bell was a kind of a cool cat that way. He's kind of a little cowboy. You know, he kind of has that slick look. You know, and it's not something that was just bought. He's got worn in, good old cool cat shit. So, but he was sitting there, and we carried it all the way to his truck out there my brother and i didn't know we don't know him we didn't i didn't he was rude to me to be honest we just helped him because he couldn't carry it and then when we got there we found out he was rod bell and he found out i was rl and his wife was there and he goes he i go he goes oh shit you know like whatever and he goes his wife he goes rl i goes you know we got a lot you know going on here and i said well he, i said i'm suing you and he goes well what'd i do and i said well you're a piece of shit don't you know and his wife's laughing because she already knew we were cool we were being nice and stuff and he says you know what i'm gonna come meet you rl he goes i like what you just did in there and i see who you are and i can tell so he came and sat down in my restaurant and i said well i'm being harassed by all these things and he goes no it's not how it is i i pulled out tape recordings and i pulled out videos and when we were done rod bell says this is stops right here right now and i said then i'll stop my lawsuit i appreciate that because i don't need to sue my own city i don't feel very good and about then what happened uh, he stopped it and then guess what happened COVID came along and he had just retired and they all the old dirty boys jumped right back up and carried it on out again and, so and was he chief of police yes and, and he kept him in bay he, he i'll tell you this you know rod bell has a that's a tough job you know you got a loon bag like me you know they don't make it easy and then you got cops that are just rotten to the core in the first place some of them not a, look I, I like i said two two of my very best friends are phoenix officers right on the same beat across the street so you, you 20 it, years it seems like from the outside looking in it seems like you're in a, like a negative feedback loop it seems like you're a little cranky and you got in the crosshairs of some bullies and they're untouchable correct correct so you got a little bit of cranky and and, and well, I mean, how many times do you get your ass handed to you, literally physically beaten? I'll show you where they rip the skin off my fingers. I'll show you where they punch through my holes through my ears, inside of my ears, where they slam me against uh, the wall and it hit into a, a, a sharp object. So, so what happened? Were you, do you, would you get kind of animated and they decide they're going to arrest you for being uh, they, unruly? I, I or... went outside. Uh, they were, I got the photos of this and I got the audio of this too from that I took. And I went outside and I said... Um, we know what you're doing. There's no way anybody could be pulled over where they are. There's no way anybody would have defied the police department and drove that many far, that way out of the way, and then ended up where they are. So I said, I know what you're doing. We'd already caught them. We so, caught, so they're just fucking with you. We caught them covering, trying to cover up their plates and their faces of people that they pulled over. So we started going out and taking pictures of the license plates and the people's oh faces and said, hey, call us if you want us to help you or whatever. Well, they, they, they were trying to cover their pictures up and they were trying, the police were trying to cover their license plates. So they were pulling their own cells over and they, and we know it. we caught them already. 
we caught them boldly. Well, so, so they're like, hey, you're getting off shift. Um, let's do a pullover down at, at RL. Yeah, and then light him up for service. So I walk out and I go, dude, it's so obvious. We know what you're doing. We know this is a fake pullover. And they're trying to get you to fly off the handle. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. provoking you. Yeah, so they told me to go back inside. And I said, go talk to your wife at home like that. You don't talk to me like that. This is my business. I said, get out of the parking lot because I've got guests trying to leave here. This is ridiculous. We had three girls sitting there, couldn't get their cars out. And so... The, uh, they told me to, that the, the order was to go inside and mind your own business. So while I was inside, I got beat the hell out of. I got video of this. They ripped my shirt off. They beat me. They tore my finger skin all off. I had two ma major burns on my fingers where a, a Hummer I was rebuilding blew a, a, a transmission oil all over my hand. And it was hot. It was overheated. And it just burned it like a rock star. The, honestly, the judge to, or the doctor told me a, a couple of days later that it had to be done sooner or later. But it was so brutal what they did to me. They, they, they physically beat the shit out of me. And the order was to go inside and mind your own business. That was actually the actual order. Well, I was inside when well, they got... It's not actually a lawful order. No, you it is not. They yeah. can't tell me to go sit in the street and, and hang out till the semi runs me over either. But that was the order that they were able to do. That, that then, then they say everything is that I was disorderly. So I, I think, I like I said, I've got over 10 disorderly charges. because the, So my friend across the street, uh, he's a cool cat, Kevin. He's had the, my bar, and it is his patrol now, over 22 years. And he's seen everything. He helps us business owners. He doesn't hurt us. But but he, Kevin told me in, in, in 19 years that I've been at the force, he goes, I've written one disorderly conduct. He goes, because it's a bullshit charge. He goes, that's when they can't catch you doing something, they write it down as disorderly. Right. So I've gotten more disorderly charges. That, and and then the victims, again, aren't my customers. No one will testify saying that he disorderly or, or harmed my space or none of that. It's just the police department or all the victims. It's really sad when you look at their who, 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 who is the bad, who, who got I'm hurt trying to here. think of what you could do to them, you know? I, I'm here talking shit about them. That's about all I can do. And then, by the way, you watch. They blocked off my driveways at my house at Pima and Dynamite with cars lit up at, late at night. They've done so many evil things. They're, they're just mean. They drew, They drove me handcuffed. They know how to handcuff you where it's pretty painful. And yeah. they, they always do it around my watch, and it's metal. And it, it, my wrists, I'll show you every time, are just rip, ripped up really bad. Well, they handcuff you double lock backwards. So you can't really ever be uh, just restful because they shove you in a little car. Well, then they drove me around behind uh, the, the uh, Barrett-Jackson. They drug me out of Barrett-Jackson for a crime that was... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, our bad, after I had been physically beaten and drugged to jail in front of all my friends again out of Barrett-Jackson. We were catering up there. The, we had a booth at Barrett-Jackson. They come and drug me out. Eleven officers. Wait, 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 wait. So you're catering. You're just cooking. No, we, we, got a, we had a booth, and all we right. were selling sushi to the, to the public, and, and we were cooking hamburger. I was out in the tent. And what did they say they came for you for? Uh, because that there was a warrant issued for me 11 minutes prior. They had 11 officers that had an issue warranted that day for me, a warrant issued for me, my failure to, to make an appearance for a court. Well, my lawyer had sent in the appearance. You're not supposed to go to a man when he has an attorney. So they came to me personally. That's one of the things that, that, that they're really bad about. So first of all, they're charging me as if though I'm an employee, the liquor department. I don't work at my store. I've never served a drink. I don't make food. I don't even do schedules. I've never done a ske one schedule in 22 years owning four or five restaurants. Never done a schedule, never done a payroll, don't even know how. Don't, and I told everybody, if I have to do this, 
you're fired or I'm selling or something because it's just not what I do. And so I don't have anything to do with the stores other than I own it. Well, they keep saying that I'm serving alcohol or drinking alcohol on the premise and then, and then serving people. And so that, that's, it's not true. I'm not an employee. I don't even, I'm not even a licensee. I have another company. So they keep coming to me personally. So they, I hired a company that's ATF here in Arizona and they, they, they do all the legal stuff for us for the liquor license. Cause it's a lot of work. And, um, ATF is who they're supposed to go to with any complaints. So they should have said to Mr. ATF, uh, Jared Rapinski, uh, that uh, we have a violation here on your license because his name's on my license and you need to address it. That was what they should have done. You know what they said? We, we decided to go around him. They said this in transcripts. We decided to go around that insulation that I was, affor- I was affording myself to stay away from these guys that are trying to attack me personally and go to the owner personally. Well, it's just not, I'm sorry that you decided that, but that's not a protocol. There's not a statute for that. There's nothing allowing these guys to do. They came to me personally because they know they can irritate me. And then they know I'll fire off. And then they know that they, so the guy was there for 47 minutes. The officer, six, eight officers. They wouldn't let me leave, even though they said I could have left anytime I wanted. They, they blocked all the doors. I can show you all the video. I got it all. They were there for 47 minutes while I'm trying to sell out a window. So let me ask you a question. How many officers do you think are involved in this? I bet you it's less than 10 or 5 or 10. I bet you the truth of it is I bet you very few because they're all fired now. Most of them are gone. There's this, there's, there's, there's. uh, uh, But they're still doing it. There's C. Bailey. He's a bad actor. There's Adam Wiley. He's a really bad actor. And probably because they named him Wiley, he wants to be Wiley. So he's a bad man. He'll do it. He's a, he's, he's probably. 25 pounds wet. He's a little scrawny guy. He has no class, probably hated his whole life. He's done so many rotten, evil, lying things to me. I called him out on it, and I got videos saying, this man right here just lied in the last court against me. He'll do, he's a tool. He'll do whatever. So John Miller started him. I think John's now had to re- re- do his resignation. So there's no one left but C. Bailey, and C. Bailey's just a tool. He don't know what he's doing. He doesn't. He he just came out. He's a he's a typical tool where he doesn't have the class to get a beer and sit down with you and think for himself. He just oh these guys said this. I gotta be following up and I I I guarantee you there was probably a an award if you could get me somehow down there at the at the at the police department. I guarantee you that's how collaborated this group is. They but but I can tell you this truthfully, I've dealt with twenty of them. That that so like they said there that somebody sent in that Yelp and said that we were serving people inside. They sent an officer. He said I drove by. I looked very studiously and I didn't see anything. He he didn't got no fish to fry with me. He didn't care. He could have come in and made an ass out of himself. You know they 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 said they wanted to see my videos uh, one day. I forget what it was or whatever. They wanted to come see my videos. I said fine. Just come before eleven so I don't have to make a big thing out of it in front of the the customers in public, right? They showed up with eight officers in full riot gear at straight on noon and then did that to me. The only charges they've ever gotten me for in all the 20 years there, the only charges they got me was uh, one of our uh, our waitresses served one of their undercover, off, uh, uh, undercover cubs, they call them. This gentleman was a foreigner with a full chest and full beard and full chest hair. He was 
underaged, but but it, it didn't appear to be, and she messed up. That wasn't doesn't matter. You know, we we're supposed to do what's right. Yeah. But we knew they were there. We saw their badges and we saw their guns and stuff. So I told all of the staff, they are trying to get us. They are trying to get. Us. So they were there for over three weeks before they got one of our newest girls to make a mistake and sell a Coors Light to a guy that looked literally like he's 30 years old. That's the only mistake. And then, well, there's two. And then the other one was, there was an officer sitting in my parking lot on New Year's Eve. And he was had his little lights on in the front, not, his, not even his headlights, just the little parking lights. And he was sitting, I didn't know at the time, with his wife on a, on a drive around or whatever she was doing with him. And I walked out and I said, um, you know, was there a reason why you're sitting in my parking lot? And he says, I'm doing paperwork. And I said, well, this is actually private parking lot and we don't really have a good relationship with you guys. And I'd prefer you do your paperwork somewhere else. And he goes, excuse me. Like I, he didn't like he was offended. And I said, well, then maybe you can get this. Get the fuck off my fucking property, you fucking retard. And his wife goes, shoot him. And I said, yeah, I turned around. I said, shoot me in the back, you fuck. And I walked out and that was that was rude of me. And I shouldn't have done it. Well, that night we got raided. Uh, and one of my managers at the very uh, five, four, two, one sh- held up a champagne to all the guests and customers took a sip and we got shut down that with 50 officers all over. They carted all my guests. They carted everybody. They would come in there and try to find me and try to get me. And then I wouldn't be there because FedEx would always haul me off. They were my buddies. They'd pull up a van. I'd jump in the back and they'd take me across the street and drop me off. Well, the cops would be digging in the attics underneath. They were trying to find me. They, they looked in my wine rooms in the back. There was places I could have hid. I thought I'd be for sure, and they looked. They found. I think they got the plans, to be honest. And they were trying to find me in there, and they went and carted one of my customers and thought he was me, and that guy went berserk on him, and they went jack on him. They were, they were pulling over anybody and everybody and anything and everything for the longest time. And they're just, they're just mean. I mean, literally, for me to be in business and to be as successful as I am shows you we're doing a lot right because they've made it almost impossible. Every, I, 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 there were times where literally it was two to three times a day where we would have police department in our parking lot. And then they'd call the fire department. Do, do you have run-ins with anybody else or just the fire just the, uh, I don't, department? Run, I don't have a ticket anywhere else. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had some choice words with a few people. I don't have, I don't have a citation or nothing uh, except for Scottsdale. You know, even, even knowing this, I had a number one bar in the, in, the, in, the, in the entire world for Jack Daniels Single Barrel across the street, but it was in Phoenix. And I had a number six license, which I just won over there. And I had not one issue with Phoenix in 14 years that I was there before I sold it. And it went, it went out of business in one year because the guy was hitting on the girls. Uh, that's something I've never been a part of and haven't, I've been fortunate that Which way. Which place was that? That was brokers across the street. Okay. But, but, but again, you know, the, my, my relationship with Phoenix is normal. Uh, the only reason I have a bad relationship with Scottsdale is because the prosecutors in the planning department sicked the cops on me and they didn't bother to do any investigating or checking or looking. But like, like, like that lady said at the, at the Department of uh, Liquor at the board that this was disturbing and disgusting and concerning, and she meant it. And it was true, but there's nobody else. I've never seen another so there's judge. nobody accountable. Huh. Yeah. And that's the sad part about this system is that there's no, there's no adults. Uh, you can't. So I, I, I would go to Jim Thompson, city manager, but he can't do nothing. They'll just start pulling over his family and start harassing him. And you saw where they did that with drink water. Did you get, um, have you had a private detective do any work for you yet? 
Because I, I, it's funny. I would uh, like there, to. There is, a, there is a pattern of behavior with people who uh, bully. Right. They, they you have, can nail them all. They, they have, you know, they get hookers on the side. They, you know, they do stuff. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm always the last guy to figure shit well, out. Well, well, I mean, that that's you know, I read um, I read Trump's book, and I've I've read some books about him. It's a lot of what happens in New York, and I have some friends who are very high in the police department there, and uh, it's a lot of how things get done in New York because there's this you can't fight Tammany Hall. They've got their hands up and they're just there to stop you. And the only way you unstop them is you uh, have go catch them with all you have information on them. life. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that and, great that I'm going to relegate my my greatness to going to trying to find dirt on people? You, you know, know, it might be worth just a couple of grand to have well, some dirt I'll on people. Well, I'll tell you what, if you know one away. of them, if you know one of them, I'll be happy to pay lots of couples of grands because I'd love to. But the problem I find with everybody on this stuff is that everybody I'm dealing with runs into something where they all get scared somewhere. Somebody's Somebody's, I, I think it's Bernovitz, uh, and I don't know that it's him personally. Some a lot of people say they don't even know what's going on, which would even be, I believe that's true. He yeah, doesn't know. It, it'd just be worse, is you know it, that he doesn't know what's going on. But 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 at that at that level, when these guys are allowed to 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 prosecute you for something that the largest police agency said wasn't a crime, and then take uh, so so they I just came from a, a superior court judge. And he said that he was, so he's not having it so far. So I actually have a real judge right now. And th he's the one that gave me the stay. So you're, you've got a, a judge slightly out of jurisdiction. They're not a Scottsdale judge. Yeah, I, so I finally got that. It's been years. I couldn't get it. So I had to go. So the liquor department had to say, uh, you're guilty. Then the liquor board had to, to agree with them, which they did. And they wouldn't even let me. They didn't even give me a hearing. But that pulls it into the bigger state jurisdiction, then that lets, right? Then that lets the superior court show up. Okay. And when the superior court showed up, the... the um, now the, they can supersede the municipal court. Correct. And so what happened with that case was the uh, the attorney or the prosecutor had had finally... Michael Raines, the bad guy, he finally stepped out because he, he, he knew it was too much. He'd gotten appointed as a director of the liquor department, and he's prosecuting me, and the liquor department has two cops that started all this, and they had lawsuits I had against them. It was just too much animus and too many people with bad stuff going on. And so when uh, when when the uh, Bernovich or whoever, I don't know who it is, they ended up hiring my attorneys. You know, um, Dennis Willinchek. To jam them up into a conflict. Yeah, well, where they weren't. So I I sent, I, I got a bunch of texts and emails where I sent to my attorney and said, we've got to address, when you have a corrupt, corrupt prosecutor, it's really tough to do anything. When yeah. you got a prosecutor that knows they're wrong and doesn't care, it's a it's tough. And, and especially if you get a judge, it's in the same thing. Well, this prosecutor was so deep into that. And I told Willinchek, I said, you need to get Bernovich to know that I'm going to bring a lawsuit against him too. I don't care. Um... And I've talked with quite a few people about this through the times, and what there's just way too many people saying, "I can't believe this is going on." Yeah, it's just way too much for the fact that I fired two or three people. And if you really got into that on my behalf, you'd have given me a badge for standing up. But instead, I'm going to lose my business now over that. What they're really saying is, the sushi brokers will be there for all you guys that care, but 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 they want me gone. And the reason why they want me gone is because I'm willing to speak up. So I'm one of only guy in the whole state of Arizona willing to go to jail if for, for what was right or what's right. And I told the cops, I said, you guys don't know what you're doing. This is nothing but a ham sandwich, and you guys are just standing here trying to prosecute it. And you're corrupt, and you're nasty, you're dirty, and you're rotten, and you know it. 
And like, I well, said, <laughs> listen, it sounds like a nightmare, and it also sounds like you haven't helped yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get that. But they push you to the point yeah. where you no. Well, so, like I said, I, yeah. I do what others do, and at yeah. this point, this I'm behaving like they behave. I'm yeah, behaving. no, I, I I get it. Believe me, I'm a hostile patriot as well. I keep to myself with no sign on the front of my building, you know. But I'm not in a retail business. I'm not out there uh, dealing with the public or uh, with cops the way you are. Um, it's uh, kind of fascinating. So when do you have your um, day in court in Superior well, Court? Well, so I understand that this all happened uh, over two years ago. They don't want me in court because they'll lose. So they just want me in this perpetual state of un... But, but, you've gotta, but you have a court I have now. a stay. Yeah. And that court... And, and that allows you to sell liquor during this period. Well, what, here's what happened. That judge, uh, when they got a new prosecutor that didn't have any clue what was going on... Yeah. I mean, and, and, and he's a bad guy, trust me, because he's willing to go and do the same things over and over without asking questions or getting involved. They're just going to rubber stamp this. But when he got involved, he was really, quite frankly, ignorant. And because he just wasn't up to speed, didn't care, whatever the thing yeah. was. And he told the judge about a case that he used to say that Mr. Miller doesn't get to keep his license because this case is the precedent. And it just happened to be my lucky day. That was the judge's case himself. And he goes, that's about the biggest bastardization I've ever heard in my own case. And he goes, that's actually not the fact, sir. And so finally, I'm like, wow, because nobody would have ever so, even so said a word. Are, so can you get alcohol at your place right now? Yes, sir. Because you have a because you have a stay. I have a stay from a real judge that doesn't have. When did that? How so? How long were you without a liquor license? Over about a year and a quarter. Dur mostly Still. during COVID. Uh, a year and a half now. Okay. I haven't had. A, I've, I had five licenses in the first year because they kept giving them to me for a couple of weeks or a month. Because they said, well, you're gonna, we don't want you to have to pay for it because you're not going to keep it anyway. That's literally what they said to me. So, so you, have your, your, uh, you have a stay on the re revocation of license at this Correct. point, and you're functioning. Yes. And, and then will you be with this judge through yes. the kind yes. of Yes, and he's not having this? it. So I'm number one in the whole state of Arizona for Silver Oak. I'm number one in the whole state of Arizona for Camus, uh, high-end wine. Are, are you, are you going to sue them for damages? Who? City of Scottsdale. Well, I'm trying, but the problem is my my lawyer, Willinchek, filed a f bogus case, and now they're saying that they're going to uh, do it without. So this the whole system is on their own side. Yeah. So my lawyer threw me under the bus, and now I, so I'm probably going to be forced to sue him for what I would have been able to do uh, because he 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 compromised my uh, lawsuit on purpose and made it where it wasn't winnable. And, and I hate that because I, I've never been to a judge. I've never seen anybody. I've never talked to anybody. I'm forced to hire these people to represent me. And then I find out that they're more bigger buddies with the attorney general representing him with the federal uh, against the United States of America. He's got a case right now, and he's trying to get out of it. And it's a big shit show from all those guys. But the bottom line is they compromise my attorneys. Well, listen, you should definitely donate to Abe uh, Hamada. See if he becomes uh, see if he becomes the Arizona State Attorney General. Well, can I tell you that I have a fundraiser for him on the 16th at 5.30 at Sushi Brokers on this month. So, yeah, and I, I've met Abe personally. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know a lot about uh, politicians that much. I meet a lot of them, I would say. I, I did a fundraiser for Christian Cinema. You know, I, I think he doesn't like injustice. Well, here's the thing about it is I believe that if... What's that? Yeah, and we have him week after for when we're doing it. Uh, is that the right date? Okay, and so look, I, wouldn't it be amazing if you had somebody that actually? So he knows Abe knows my character. He knows I'm rough, 
but he understands and i'm not I'm, you know i'm not that guy that they're trying to paint me out to be so yeah. if he if he were to win i i think that he would help but you know that's that's a pretty tough thing to do to go and try to put your future on some other guy's campaign uh and hope like that comes out you no, know it's just irons in the fire that's all i agree so yeah. i I'm, yeah it sounds like you're doing it so yes, that's sir. good well listen uh this is the kind of stuff that you know we all it, it gets thrown about hey if you let the government have this patriot act they could do this to you and everyone says oh no that could never happen and and, and it has happened we've watched it um hey if you don't call people to account they'll just go arrest the ex-president no they'll never do that um, this overreach kind of goes on everywhere, and it's why I want a small and constrained government at all times. And it sounds like the city of Scottsdale is lacking some checks and balances the way they've got their judges, stuff set up. Judges set up. Yeah. So the judges need to be independent, elected, not they not need to they need the to city. protect us from the city, not the city from us. So right now, when you go into before a judge in Scottsdale, he's. If he set sides against the city, he loses his job. Well, I, I, I mean, I've got friends who are judges in Scottsdale That's, that lost their jobs. Well, I, I not know, because I just know that they're hired and fired, and and they're and that stops impartiality. Well, so the, I, I can bring you a judge that she worked there and she stood up against the city on something and she got fired. Yeah. The last prosecutor that was there uh, tried to, to refuse to, to, to take on a ham sandwich and kill it. And they fired him and he's suing them now. Yeah. So, I mean, Scottsdale's got it all over the place, but again, the problem is it'd be really solvable. I'm sorry. We're going to let the electorate pick the judges. The judges now are beholding to the people mm -hmm. and not the, the tools themselves at the planning department right. and at the liquor department. These planning commissions, these planning departments and liquor departments they're, are the worst. Well, look at the, look at the money. Look at, look, look what happens. <laughs> That's that right. On. Cause they're, they're with, they are is a little they're a racket they're Correct. a racket Correct. they're a racketeer they make money by being obstructionist yeah so if you can get in the way of something cool then you can get a few bucks and get out of the way well listen i think we got the gist of your story if you guys want to support um if if you want to support rl head down to his place sushi brokers in scottsdale arizona um you'll if, for those of you who haven't been to scottsdale i i was it was really weird for me going around the country because i always just thought we had the prettiest women like in my entire life, anywhere I've ever been, besides maybe Dallas, here in 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 uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale, um, if you come down here, pick up a little golf, bring the wife. If you're not married, come down here and meet your wife. Stop by Sushi Brokers and uh, tell us what's the coolest um, booze you've got on on the shelf sitting there right now. Give me a couple of the coolest bottles. Well, I just smoked a Pap or a Louie, uh, so it's gone. But we've got, I've got the, like I said earlier, I've got one of the best bourbon whiskey collections in the country. If there's something you want, I can have it on the shelf that night. Uh, and and, and, and uh, we, uh, like I said, so a Camus wine, the Napa wine, uh, we're, we, 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 we go hundreds and hundreds of cases in their liter bottles, they're big. Uh, we're, we're, we're the number one account for, for a kettle one in the state. We're the number one account for cure and light. We're the number one account for, um, probably five or six things. And keep in mind, we're just a small little sushi restaurant. Yeah. So we don't do a lot of things, but what we do, we do big. Well, what's the most exotic uh, bourbon you've got? Well, uh, probably Weller right now sitting there. I saw it yesterday. Well, I've got Blanton's, uh, I've got, uh, well, so I've got E.H. Taylor, Blends, Weller. Uh, I've got all the pappies if someone really cares to come in. What's I've, one of these drinks cost? Uh, well, we, we're cheap. So our, our Weller's 12 13 bucks, 14 bucks. Really? It's called Baby Pappy. 
Um, we're not, ex we don't want to be expensive. I got Blanton's for, you know, probably 18, 20 bucks. You know, they're selling for three, $400 a bottle. If someone wants to, to, to spend up, up for it, you know, and all. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's all allocated stuff and we've done real well by that. Uh, we also have just, I mean, I've got Sessakaya, some of the best wines in the country. Um, uh, we sell Rombauer, uh, a white wine there that we have. So uh, we have Camus in our well. Camus wines in our well. So you're going to get the conundrum, uh, a brand of Camus, but that's pretty high end for a well. Yeah. And we have Kettle One in our well. We have Nolet Gin in our well, which is one of the most expensive gins you can buy. Uh, we always carry uh, um, a Sasserac uh, bourbon in our well. Cool. And stuff. So, yeah, we have a really high end well there, and, and we have neighborhood family prices, so it's good. But we also have a pretty good collection of high-end bourbons and if anybody's got something that they're interested in or something give me a call so you, um if i want to go down there and have a drink with you do i have to call you up or you're around you're not around very much well they've run me off honestly i was there all the time i lived right across the street in the Kirlin in the reserve i just listed that home uh because you know there's no relationship with me to that store anymore because if i today i was there for a little bit the cops were there today and it just they it's just no fun anymore you know it's like nobody they just don't you know, they're going to be there if I'm there and they send people and they look and they, you know, it's just how it is. And so, uh, I'm actually, I actually feel like my store is better off without me. And you'd be surprised. I mean, a lot of people would like to hang out and, you know, we're, we're my brother and I are a shit ton of fun. I mean, we really live life for fun and not at expense of anyone, including ourselves, but just enjoy life. And a lot of people love that. They love us. We're honest. We're pure. We're real. We're, we're definitely brash, and we're definitely, um, you know, not very polished, I guess. Okay. I didn't make it to finishing school. Okay. But I did go to biblical college, and I learned Greek, Arabic, and Hebrew. I went to law school, and by the time I got done with those two, I canceled both of those out. You know, they just didn't apply. And then I went on. I've never worked for a man ever again in my life. I worked for myself. Well... Uh, I, hate, I hate to hear about the tribula tribulations with the city. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost... It's almost over because, again, most of them are fired. Yeah. The problem is that it's just lingering so long. It's been several. It's been going on over a decade. Well, listen, this is very selfish for me because I want you to have your new Greasewood Flats esque place there up right go, there where right I live. By you know? and Dynamite. Yeah, because that's only a I'll, couple miles. I'll show you the layout of that. I have an outdoor uh, venue where I bought a barn. It was a carriage house from 1874. 1874 carriage house that I bought that I turned into a little band stage outside where we can keep the music from bouncing off to the neighbors and stuff by putting it in a building outside. And it's got a, a full wraparound Zen Gray patio where it's almost all outside. It's got barbecue pits and smokers. and it, You've and got like a... Uh elevation of it drawn up i mean? have colored all oh. of that stuff i can show it to you i want to see it man yeah, yeah. super cool it, um you just got to find some way to get the road done well the roads are already in process so 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 pima they've already budgeted and done they were holding off for me and i said it's just not beneficial they wanted me to bear the cost of it it's millions of dollars yeah of course that they want to get so you know you know again that uh, that goldwater thing published about scottsdale and their behavior yeah they're profiting off of the citizens by 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 finding them so they're making millions and millions and millions a year off of their own people 
by by fines and making profit. And so that th- that same philosophy goes to us developers. It goes to everywhere. They yeah, want to. Yeah. They're, they're no, just, they see they see the citizenry not as folks to serve, but as people to uh, milk. Well, people that cover their expenses. Yeah. So, so if you took the prosecution uh, monies away from them, that might be a huge enough dent in their budget. I mean, it's a huge number. So Tempe, Paradise Valley, and uh, Scottsdale are all rotten cities that don't love their people and that don't understand it and that the cops don't live with us. They, they live in Apache Junctions and other places. They don't respect us or love us. I say we ought to just do a policy and say 25 sit-ups and 25 push-ups and who's, who doesn't make it, which would be a third of them. Then the rest of the money goes to the other guys, and you guys move in with us, and then you'll like us maybe. You know what I mean? I think there would be some solutions to this. Well, listen, uh, well, let's get together afterwards because I want to see this thing you want to put in. I'll show and it. now that they're doing the road, does that mean it's going to be a viable project pretty soon? So I called my Uncle Walt Brown today. I don't know if you know Walt from Diversified. And mm-hmm. Brian Moreno, he's been a great friend of mine. His dad's Artie Moreno. Uh, and we decided to go ahead and make a go on it. We're going to go and we're going to build it in your face. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going I'm I'm to be a patron. Well, listen, pleasure having you. And thanks very much. All right, sports fans, this is what happens when you let the government get out of control and you don't keep the revolution going every single day. I don't know what's going to happen. How many more pushes, nudges, bad elections, and weird shit's going to happen before regular guys are in the street with pitchforks? It's Greg Medford. I'm out.